Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined again by Matt. How you doing, mate? Yo, that was very... You sounded very calm and chilled out then. I I not I wasn't last night until about the yeah. eighth minute, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, you you sounded very zen, like hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan. You know, it was, it was a home game. We don't concede goals or lose at of our stadium. We don't. Of course we don't. <laughs> Um, I, I don't want to step on Matt's stats at all, but I do just want to point out that we're currently the only team in. Uh, all the top divisions in Europe to have a hundred percent record without conceding a goal at their own stadium. Fantastic! What a Fantastic. record for this season! Yeah, brilliant! Unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> How we're not top? Huh, shocking! <laughs> oh, he laughed as he cried inside. So, mate, how you been? I mean, yeah, we won last night. That was an interesting game. It's weird, isn't it? Because um, I know we won. Uh, we won yesterday, which is fantastic. Yep. Uh, but prior to that, you look at uh, the, the the week minus the Brighton game, and we basically mm-hmm. lost two games. Yeah. But we probably had one of the best weeks ever as Spurs fans. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely like lost two games in a row to Man City, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? You couldn't make it up, could you? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I, I mean, just to touch on that Man City game very, very briefly. Uh, obviously, we've talked about the Champions League, and I know uh, every a lot of people have listened to those shows about the Champions League, so thank you. Hopefully, we'll have more fun after the Ajax games. But um, just the Man City defeat in the league... I went into that game with the expectation of an absolute hiding. I thought our squad are being held together by, you know, sellotape. Uh, the Man City are going to be steaming angry. And they were, by the way. <laughs> some, yeah. some of the challenges, some of the... Uh, they they were fired up, and their fans. Um, I I genuinely thought, especially when I you know, they scored after, what, five minutes? That's <laughs> I was right. like, yeah, oh, you know, I don't think Sonny's going to grab a brace now. I, you know, I, I don't think Lightning's <laughs> going to strike twice in that regard. I I feared an absolute hiding. I, I genuinely think, as mad as this may sound, we probably deserved something from that game. I, I agree with you. It, it's yeah. funny because both both games, the game at Wembley and and the mm. game at Man City, we we lost them both one 0 and both yeah. of the games, we I don't think we deserve to lose. Genuinely, no. I'm not just saying that no. from a biased point of view. I, I I feel like we matched them uh, both yeah. times, and it's luck. I mean, if I can remember right, the first game at Wembley, I think Lamella had a golden chance to to score, yeah, he and, did. and we yeah, had a couple, and we had some decent chances chances against Man City this time around, but. Yeah, it, it, I'm the same as you. It's one of those things where it, before the game, I said, I, I said, I've got a feeling we're going to lose. It's Man City; yeah. they're angry. But, but if you was going to take, you know, if you had a choice before the Champions League game, do you, would you rather get through in the Champions League or win the win the game in the in the league? A yeah. hundred fans out of a hundred would have said the Champions League, wouldn't they? So let's just. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. I mean. We we've made the Champions League semi-finals for the first time. I mean, that, that's kind of massive. Losing the Man City, we can do that every year. No, and, and, know, and whatever. Yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, as well, like you know, we, we we spend every this time of every year, especially in the last few years, just praying that we'll 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 finish in the top four, and we yeah. do. 
and and but then you think right so we want to finish in the top four because we want to qualify for the Champions League and yeah. what's the point of spending all that energy wanting to be in the Champions League yeah if you if you're gonna you know you're not gonna do well so no, I agree. this is what this is why this is why have we like, the, the, the fact we're in the semi-finals this is why we've been so desperate for yeah. us to finish in the top four every season to give us this opportunity that we've now got yeah, it's mad. I mean, I, I'm still saying that to myself on a regular basis that we're in the Champions League semi-finals, and you know, the first legs next week. What the hell? Um, yeah, I know. The, fact, the next time we podcast, we will have played West Ham and Ajax. That's mad, isn't it? I, do that you know, is mad. It, I didn't make the this time. I didn't make the mistake of not uh, getting my ticket in time. I, I've got it, so I've got Smart. my ticket for Ajax. Yeah. Oh, good man, good man. No, I, uh, yeah, no. I, yeah, so that Man City game, I don't feel there's a lot to talk about from that. We had a, we had enough chances that we could have possibly got something from that game. I think, considering looking at the players missing, I think Man City should be looking at themselves thinking, you know, we were lucky. Uh, but also, head-to-head, we're not as far behind them as in my mind I thought we were. I don't know whether perhaps we've... You know, if it was a one-off game... Uh, I'd say it, but like you said, both league games this season, we've looked on their level Hmm. uh, in the league games. In the Champions League, they were hitting us and tearing us apart, but in turn, we did that to them as well. Yeah, of course. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. If you look at the league table, we're not in the same, you know, literally, we're not in the same league as them right Mm. now. Them and Liverpool are up there. Us, Chelsea, Arsenal... Uh, Man United are, are below them. You know there is a significant gap between us and them, and there's a significant gap from Man United down to uh, I think it's Wolves, Everton and Wolves, yeah. Everton, yeah, yeah. So it's like the little mini leagues, if you like. Yes. Um, but head to head, I've not felt like when we played Liverpool this season. Last season, I felt, oh wow, they've tore us apart. This is this is not good. This season, I've not felt as like we're that far off. Yeah, I mean the the the, the home game because I was at the home game against Liverpool. They beat us two yeah. one, didn't they? And yeah. I think that scoreline flattered us a little bit. They did. Yeah. They outplayed us. Uh, you, you know, I I left. I missed the Lamella goal. Again, Lamelle it was goal. Wembley. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't even see the Lamella goal because it was one of those ones where if anyone's going to score another goal, uh, I thought it was going to be Liverpool. And as it yeah. turned out, we had a great penalty shot to make it two all, didn't we? So yeah, yeah, that we did, that yeah. would have been an absolute. The, the greatest game, hilarious. Yeah. But they, but they, I mean, compared to the last season when we destroyed them four one and they took Lovren off after half an hour, it was <laughs> a completely different game. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Anfield one, I mean, okay, look, we lost, but it was a calamitous own goal at the end. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, then I think it deserved one all, one all draw. Like, yeah. it, there's no, I know we talk about it all, all the time, Sam, but you know, uh, probably, and you've said this, and I agree with you. Man, Man City aside, I don't fear any. Like, I don't go into these games thinking, "Oh God, we're going to get a hiding." No. I just don't feel like that anymore. You know, we're at that, we're at that level now, aren't we? No, no, we used to. I mean, you, you know, nineties, early two thousands. There were certain games where I just didn't want us to get dicked. You know, it was like we're going to lose this because it's Man United at Old Trafford. But as long as we don't get smashed three or four nil, then okay. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, having that attitude now, people will be like, "Oh, that's weak mentality." That is like, look different time absolutely <laughs> was, oh what a was, different time it, yeah. Yeah. it was a different time it was about survival um we talked yeah. about it a lot on last week's podcast we did. didn't we you we know did, like with yeah. three points we managed to avert relegation yeah. you know because of a yeah. klinsman hatch or four goals against yeah. wimbledon you know that's what it was like in them days wasn't it yeah i said i was trying to a few people about that this week it's like 1998 
that's 20 odd years ago but it doesn't feel to me it doesn't feel that long ago and when I you know you said it to me we looked at the clip and everything and I ended up sitting and watching some of these YouTube videos and I was like wow I remember that oh (laughs) damn I remember that oh I had really suppressed some of these memories. I, yeah. I clearly, clearly <laughs> really drove them deep down. I, I did not want to confront them again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that was nice of you bringing that up. <laughs> Sorry, you. mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, but, mate, um, it's been a couple of weeks, and we haven't had any Matt stats. What that typically means is my inbox is full of people going, hey, what the hell are you doing? This is why I listen to the podcast. So this week I'm delighted to say it returns. Now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, so this is back. Matt's Stats is back. And uh, I thought I'd concentrate on the number 21 today. Okay. I've what got, was that? I've got three stats for you. This involves the number 21. Okay. Okay. So last night's game, we had 21 shots outside <laughs> the box. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I I did read a um a report on it. I don't know if it was Ericsson or one of the players, and they just they said that Pochettino said at half time, just start shooting outside the box because yeah. they're just they're defend they're they're packing that yeah. box, aren't they? There's no you could yeah. t- you could see in the first half it was almost like watching the Arsenal play where yeah. you know they're just tip tapping it into the and and Brighton were, were wise to it and I, and I felt if we'd have carried on like that we wouldn't we wouldn't have scored it would have it would nah, have been you, you you can't score when there are literally nine players in that box yeah yeah there's no space I mean the people were saying about you know you play Lorente but don't cross it to him well every time we tried to cross it you know dunk or what I mean don't get me wrong they were defending for their lives they were throwing their bodies on the line uh Delhi had an opportunity when he went through Lorente had one it, it loads of they really defended very well, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah, the the shoot on sight principle came in, and it was kind of funny. Do you not made me laugh? I don't know if you if you, you thought this as well, but yeah. obviously, like talking about Spurs playing Liverpool after that Wanyama Thunderbolt yeah. last season, yeah. it, that was a one yeah. in a million because it's shooting yeah. is it's awful. Isn't yeah. it? Shoot! Oh, don't oh, please shoot! Don't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bless him. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so my my next twenty one stat yeah. uh, that was Christian Eriksen's twenty first goal from outside the box uh, since ha! he made his first debut. Good lad. He's a good lad, and he uh, he's, he is he, today. <laughs> it was a, it was a great strike, wasn't it? It really yeah, was. Yeah. He, I, yeah I, it was. It's one of those ones as well. The more you watch it, I you know because it's funny with a, with angles as well because I, I've, obviously I go to quite a lot of games and when I'm behind mm. the goal. The players appear to be closer than what they actually are. And when you watch it yeah. on TV, you're like, that was from a long way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and he hit that as well. I mean, I think it was on his weaker foot when it was his yeah. left foot. It's, yeah. I know, I think after the game, I think Jamie Redknapp alluded to the, to the point that you watch it, this hardly any sort of uh, no. backlift afterwards. And it's kind of, it's yeah. that Ronaldo thing, isn't it? Where it, yeah. it almost just, it sort of gains a bit of height and then just stays at that height. And you think yeah. if that goal wasn't in the way, that would probably be halfway down, just the, down the high on, road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone in our brand new stand would be fixing it today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh dear. I'll tell you what, there must be a real privilege to play in front of that stand as a Spurs player. I know. And that yeah. scoring at that end must be something else. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had the pleasure of sitting there for the um, 
the the, the Champions League uh, quarter final against Man City, and uh, yeah. obviously Sonny scored at that end as well, and it just oh, insane. It's just insane being there. You know, it's the noise generated is is incredible, and it's, yeah. I think they I think one of the commentators said that, uh, during the game that we seem to score most of our goals in that yeah in, in that side. Yeah. I think that that is <laughs> I think there is a reason why. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I just when you scored last night. The commentator had to shout, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, to, yeah, just, yeah. just to be heard. And I was just thinking, yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, the number twenty-one. Number twenty-one. So that's the second one. So the third and final number twenty-one I got for you. Tottenham have now won their last twenty-one games in Tottenham. <laughs> so the nice. last twenty-one we played, we've won, uh, scoring sixty-three and conceding wow. ten. Wow, that is fantastic! It, it all started against West Ham, which is funny because yeah. playing on Saturday, a three-two win. Yeah, we've had some great ones: Wallop Swansea five-nil, yeah. West Brom four-nil. We had the Wickham Wanderers one. Do you remember that one? The four-three. Yeah. Like we were going <laughs> to lose it. Oh, Smash six past Millwall, four past Watford, four past Bournemouth, uh, yeah. four past Huddersfield, and obviously the one last night against Brighton. So yeah, we're we're not doing too bad at, at Tottenham at the moment. Oh yeah, I I love being home. I, I, I cannot do. I cannot put into words how much better I feel. Yeah, you're right. We're not at Wembley. It is it 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 served its purpose, I think, but it it kind of it just went on too long, didn't it? I, I mean, and obviously there was there was there was factors in play, and it wasn't we wasn't yeah. meant to be there for as long as we was. But I know I've, in the past I've said it was it was toxic, and I don't probably toxic is not probably not the right word because. Up until the end, we were still playing well. I mean, we we beat Newcastle, didn't we, and Watford? And I was took my boy to both them games. We're still winning yeah. games, but I think ev- everyone. I, I think you would have been hard pressed to find a Spurs fan who said, "Look, no, let's just stay here." Like you know, I'm happy uh, to be at no, Wembley. I, I, you can almost feel like the whole club feels better. You know, just everybody. The players seem happier. Um, every, just everything about it just seems better since we moved home, and yeah. it, it cannot be a coincidence. Our form's improved. Yeah, um, right. I, I can't believe that it's not. I, just everything, yeah. Just the whole feeling around the club feels better, and our home form. I mean, our last season at the Lane, we run the feed, uh, which I love. Yeah, it was the last season there, and so we've come back and we've won each of our games. It does bring me to the point that every team we play wants to be the first team to score. We have mentioned and wants this, to be we? the first team to beat us. Yeah, and there is not another club in the Premier League who will want to do that more than who is coming there this. Oh Saturday. my God! Yeah, you're right. The amount oh, of crap Jesus. I am getting from these yappy little West Ham fans. <laughs> honestly, I don't hear from them ever. The minute, like, we got a game against them, it is. Uh, we've joked it's their cup final. I, I kind of get it. When we used to be crap and we'd play Arsenal, that was the big game for me. That was kind of, you know, we're not going to win anything this season. <laughs> you know, we're going to probably be sat mid-table. But if we can beat Arsenal, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of where West Ham fans are yeah, right I, now. I think, and I think and so. So, so I get it. I get why it's such a big deal that they want to beat us. Um, but the fact that you add to the, how they normally want to beat us to the fact that no one's scored at our stadium yet but us, no one's beaten us yet, I mean, they are going to be up for this game more than they've been up for any other game this season. We have, uh, and, and for me, it is a nightmare scenario 
<laughs> that they that they are the first team to score there or the first team to beat us. Oh, you know, I almost would have let Brighton have you know have have the first goal or something last yeah, night. Yeah, just to get out of the way. Yeah, just exactly. to get out of the way. Yeah, oh, absolute hell for me. I did see. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of the exact quote. I can't remember the exact quote, but there's there's a meme I saw this morning. I think on Twitter on my Twitter feed, mm. uh, and it's Karen Brady standing in front of their ground and saying something like, uh, "We're uh, Tot- Tottenham Spurs are." are like really jealous I can't remember what she oh, said something like yeah, they're really jealous yeah. of us or you know and then it's got underneath a picture of our, our new stadium and Daniel Levy saying we're not <laughs> yeah. we really, really not, are yeah. not you can no. keep that stadium <laughs> no I mean it was interesting because of course there was all that talk about Tottenham made the move for that Olympic stadium and I remember me and you talking about it on the podcast ages ago and I was saying to you, I, you know, I'm sure that that was a massive bluff to get the council and that in Tottenham to, to so. pull their finger out. Yeah. Well, it's, it, he confirmed it. Daniel Levy basically confirmed it in that massive long message to fans when the stadium opened that night against Palace. In that, he basically said, you know, we we uh, we looked at the option to move away, but of course that was <laughs> that was purely just so we could make sure we could build it better here and yeah. you know it, in so many words he's basically saying we announced that so everyone here would panic and do what we wanted them to do which yeah, was kind of obvious really and it, it worked and it worked didn't it it, it worked a treat um it was interesting that i mean I, i've read a bit more about it and and the length of time it took to do the you know the relocations and the purchasing of of the premises and the deals with all of them. I mean, the Archway Steel is the one that obviously sticks in everybody's mind, and then it burnt down randomly. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, strange that. Funny yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no coincidence at all. <laughs> no coinciding at all. Uh, you know, my mate Arsenal Andy. Oh, hang on. Sorry, no. He's just Andy now. Um, he, he said he was just walking past and boom. Nah, madness. But uh, yeah, so West Ham this weekend then, mate. Before we, before we sort of go into other subjects, what's your thoughts? Because again, going into this game, our team is still a little bit put together with sticky tape. Um... I think uh, I don't think there's any fresh injuries, but I mean even Vincent Janssen got you know resurrected for Easter last night and came on, <laughs> looked all right. He did, didn't he? Uh, he did a yeah. decent cameo, didn't he? All yeah. Just a few minutes. So, what what's your thoughts about the West Ham game? Oh mate, you you you're spot on. It's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I look, I, I say this all the time on paper. We, we we should beat them on paper. We've got a better squad. Yeah. You know, even even the patched up one I'd suggest is a better squad. And I guess it's going to come down to attitude. The the the, the players must be absolutely knackered, mustn't they? Uh, yeah. They they they're just they're run, running on fumes, aren't they? I think most teams are. You know, that's why you know you look at the the, the top. You know, we're talking about the mini leagues and yeah. the, and the sort of the champion the Champions League spot mini league. You know, no one wants seems to want to finish in the top four. You know, with the no, recent one of results. Bit... But I think a lot of it is down to just the fact that they they've given like all these like you know obviously not just us but you know that every team in the Premier League it's they're coming to the end the end of a hard grueling season, and there is I think a lot of it just comes down to attitude and how much you want something. And I think for us we've we've got we've got players. I mean, obviously West Ham are going to be up for it. Like their fans yep. are, but I think we've got players that that can switch their attitude on. You know and. I, the thing I like is the fact that 
West Ham, I don't think will do what Brighton did. I think they will come there to try and beat us. Mm. And I think they'll play... And I think that suits us. That should because, play into our hands, shouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think the lads will be... The, the issue comes, really, is, you know, we're talking about players and everything like that. Ajax is Wednesday. They've been given the time off, so they're not playing this weekend. I think it's they Tuesday, do. isn't it, Sam? Isn't it Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So they're not playing. <laughs> yeah. They've, you know, they've did, got didn't the they give the, Didn't, they, didn't the whole, they just cancelled the whole fixture yeah. list for, yeah, in, yeah. In, in Holland? Yeah, to help them, yeah. That's insane, isn't it? Well, that's, that's, that's the the key difference between a league that is run by the league, whereas the Premier League is run by Sky and BT and you know, whoever's paying the money for it. Mm. You know, in, in Holland, their national game and the development of their players comes first. Uh, if their league was of a higher quality, they'd probably sell it and they'd be no better than the rest of us. Yeah, but, sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the way it goes. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're resting up. So what do you do? Do you play... You play West Ham and you field a weakened team. You're kind of inviting calamity. Um, do you try and rest a few people? I mean, I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know. What, I, what do you do in this situation? You go full strength and you get, you know, Toby pull up injured and you get Ericsson down injured because it's going to be West Ham. It's going to be a bit feisty at times. I, I, I don't know. I genuinely, at this age, this end of the season, I kind of feel like, it's it's all or nothing every game. Like yeah, every game's I, I, a knockout football. I, I agree with you, Sam, and I, and I, I get your point about the injuries. But from a sort yeah. of fitness point of view, I just don't think it's going to really make any difference. I think they play, they they you know, he swaps his first league and he puts a development squad on against West Ham. The, yeah. the first team are still going to be, you know, not that much. Yeah. You know, they they still be tired, you know, because they 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 are they, they've just put so much into the season. I, I just I think that. Just play them. Just you know, just yeah. play play the first team. And sometimes, you, you know, like even though, you know, getting a break gives players a time to re- re- recoup and mm. you know get their energy levels back up. Sometimes I think it goes against you because you, you've missed a you've missed a match, haven't you? So it can be, yeah. But yeah. I mean, Ajax, Ajax are apparently going to be there watching us against West Ham. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or at least a, a fair few of their management are. Yeah, sure. So I mean, you know, welcome to the stadium. Have a nice look round yeah. um, while you're here. Enjoy us play a game of football. I mean, like, I I'd like to see Winks back, um, but if I had to maybe sit him on the bench for West Ham. So he would 100% be there for Ajax. I'd probably be tempted to do that. Mm. Um, I think Wanyama, just coming back to fitness, Dyer, I think, should be able to start. Um, you know, he was on the bench last night. So midfield-wise, uh, you, you're kind of stuck. Ericsson's kind of got to play because we've got no one else with creation, creative ability, really. Yeah, I think, um, he, I think defensively as well, he could probably afford to rest either Toby or Yan and maybe put Sanchez or Foyf in, you know, centre back. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they, it, it, I, I think, maybe Yan maybe, because he's a bit older, maybe like rest It's Jan. his birthday today. Oh really, is it? Oh, okay, yeah, well, is, yeah, he, yeah. is he 32, isn't he? 31, oh, like, like 50, I think. 50. Man. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy's pushing on. <laughs> but yeah, rest yeah. him, I say rest Yan and maybe play Sanchez with Toby maybe and uh, that gives one yeah. that gives him a rest. So we, we can still rest key players, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we possibly can. I mean, I don't think the level drops massively with Sanchez coming in. Um, yeah, I mean, he's still a little bit naive like most young defenders, but he's learning all the time. Uh, I, I still really rate him. 
Um, midfield, I think, is where our biggest problem is because, um, it, you know, like I said, you, you can't really rest Ericsson because we don't have another player who's going to try and unlock a defence. Uh, Sonny and Lucas both still playing well. Um, well, here's one for you. Obviously, Lorente didn't really get much of the game last night. Would you would you start him again, or would you be tempted to let Janssen have a go, Lorente on the bench? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we don't know with Janssen, do we? Because no, we don't. We, you know what? I, he, he seemed he seemed quite he seemed fit, didn't he? And yeah, obviously, he did, as well, yeah. he's he's gonna he's he's got back into uh, Pochettino's plans. Yeah. So by getting into Getting back into Pochettino's plans means that he he's not resting on his laurels, is he? So no, exactly. Yeah. So ho- hopefully the attitude and the fitness is there. So yeah, my, you know. I mean, he, he he tackled back somebody last night. I know he'd come on fresh, but yeah. he tackled back, and I was just like, never seen Lorenzo do that ever. No. Um, you know, Lorenzo's of an age, and he's won everything. He's like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand in the box, stick it on my head, I'll score. If you don't, I'll, I'll put it in off me hip, maybe. Yeah, but, exactly. Right know, head, I, I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that running around thing. That's what you buggers are here for. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he reminds know, me. He reminds me. I don't know if you're, you're the same, but um, Jensen reminds me of quite a lot of Rooney. He's got a, quite a similar shape. Physical shape, yeah, and he, what you mean. A bit, looks a bit more like a rugby player, yeah. Than a football player. But he, he, yeah. And he gets involved as well, doesn't he? You know, yeah, so he's a, he's a he's a bit taller, I think. But yeah, yeah I I think with Janssen, I, I almost feel like in the Champions League, Janssen can't play. He is not in that squad. Mm. Um, would you? Would we start Lorente in the Champions League? Possibly, possibly not. I I'd be tempted to start Janssen against West Ham. Yeah, I, I almost feel like. There's not a lot to lose in that because if you start, you know, if he gets a couple of goals, <laughs> the kid, the kid could prove to be an absolute phenomenon for the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's putting himself in the shop window. We need someone to get us over the line. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be tempted to start him. Lorente on the bench. Uh, do the same thing with Son and Lucas. Uh, I think those two struggled last night purely because they were running into walls you know yeah. Brighton were just like flat back eight yeah there, there was, I don't know if you saw that tweet uh, someone sent a tweet out last night saying uh, anyone trying to catch a bus in Brighton no chance they're all parked no. in yeah. front of the goal yeah. they? they are literally just part and it, like I said they arrived with a game plan whatever that's the way yeah it, absolutely uh, it's the way it goes yeah. but it I, I loved it no, it did nearly work which was frustrating <laughs> yeah. I hate it when teams win doing that yeah uh, you know, but again you go back to the sort of old Tottenham old Tottenham lose that game 1-0 you know West Brom used to do that to us all the time where used to oh, drive God. me insane yeah um, and I think I even tweeted last night. I thought West Brom had been relegated. This, this <laughs> kit even reminds me of West Brom. What the yeah. hell? Uh, so yeah, I, I'm delighted we got over the line in that, which is a, a true sign that we're, we're stepping forward, especially given all the results for the other teams. Yeah, it's, well, I mean that's the thing. If like it's obviously the Manchester derby t- uh, tonight, and if uh, yeah. Man City win, yeah. then that means man united are six points behind us with nine to play yeah. so yeah. you'd almost suggest that they're not going to catch us you know yeah yeah so. you can you can probably look at that and say that's that's one of them yeah. kind of put in their box i mean the thing is at the moment and i think it's the real key thing this is in our hands um if, yeah. as long as we get our results we don't have to worry about anyone else now yeah. it's just purely focus on our games our results we beat west ham 
and I think we are another massive step. I mean, I think the scum play Wolves away. They, that's tonight as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I've really enjoyed watching Wolves That's a tricky one season. for them, isn't it? It's a tricky one. Massively, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, you, you actually went to Wolves away, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I was there with my boy, they, yeah. They create quite, a, quite an atmosphere. I know they literally create it, but they're th- quite... Um, it yeah, can be quite a tough night for It can there. be intimidating and, and I, I I know I did I did talk about it on the podcast after that game, but we, we was sort of stretched across that, that Steve Ball stand and they stretch yeah. all the way across. So you've got sp- away fans like with you almost the other end of the pitch. And I think they do that <laughs> to kind of dilute your support and yeah, then your yeah. and then they they where we were sitting, we were stuck right next to their sort of sing, ting, uh, single tier stand. Yeah. And I, I don't think we sang much and like no. you, you look at um whenever you look at um, tweets from other fans of other clubs, and they always like they'll say uh, like who's been their best, uh, who's yeah, been their best away yeah. fans. Normally they say Tottenham, don't they? I mean, I, I yeah, saw one yeah, from an Everton. I saw an Ever- high yeah. Up there, yeah, I saw a tweet from an Everton fan uh, the other day saying he's top five no- uh, best away fans, and he had us at yeah. number one. Yeah, uh, and and so they, they did a really good job of keeping us quiet. And obviously yeah. the game itself, we was comfortable until, until we started giving away penalties. And, and, and it wasn't so comfortable. So yeah, no. it's, and, and they've they've had some great results there. So I don't think that's a gimme for Arsenal. No, it, by I, any I don't stretch. think so. It, the only thing that worried me a little bit is I watched Wolves the other day, and it looked a little bit like after that FA Cup defeat, the players have gone. They're uh, on holiday. holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do, do you know what I would say? They, sorry, mate. Go on. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say. I hope though they look at this as ah, this is against one of the top sides. Let's be up for it. This raised their game, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was going to say as well, Sam, talking about the Manchester derby as well. I don't know if you've heard this, and I heard it no. on one of the radio stations yesterday. But Man United are thirteen to two to win that game. Wow! Now, for, for 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 Man United at Old Trafford to get those odds is insane, isn't it? So that wow. just shows you kind of like where the two Manchester clubs are at the moment I, I don't I I mean I'd be happy to maybe put a couple of quid on because yeah I was going to say I wouldn't be shocked if yeah, Man I wouldn't United be shocked, won the game but I, mean, I think I'd, we're expecting Man City aren't we I'm, I, I'm hoping because I don't want Liverpool to win the league no perhaps that's it perhaps they know Man United don't want Liverpool to win the league either and they're, yeah, they're basically gonna, just going to bend over it. yeah they're going to throw it yeah. oh no that's did the... I score an own goal <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they had uh, those odds are the, the, the best the longest odds apparently for a Man United home game since they played Barcelona when David Moyes was in charge oh, wow. that was, <laughs> that was yeah. some fun times for them lot wasn't it <laughs> Dear, what what a choice! Yeah, he, the, the chosen one. Dear, the chosen one, followed by the Dutch one, oh, followed God. by the special one, followed by the other one. Did, did, talking about the Dutch one, did you see? I swear, I saw recently that Van Gaal said he finally admitted that he wished he'd, he'd uh, take. Uh, yeah, take he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad he didn't. No, me too. Yeah, um, yeah that was uh, funny at the time. Though at the time, I wanted him the the name recognition and. Everything he'd won, and you know, we were being linked to this Argentinian bloke who was at Southampton who didn't speak English. Like, yeah. what the hell? Why do I want him? <laughs> oh, shows what I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I was with you, mate. I think. Yeah. Well, a lot of us were, and, I, and I'm glad, and I hope that I can say to people, it just goes to show, <laughs> opinions are that <laughs> they are yeah, opinions. Absolutely. And, and uh, mine on that particular occasion was crap. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't mean my next one won't be. My no, next of opinion, of course, will be perfectly valid. But speaking of opinions, it's a perfect segue to move across to our Facebook page and listen to the opinions of our fellow fans. Uh, let's go there now. 
And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. I put a post out on Facebook, we do it most weeks, basically just to say, hey, um, come on, we're doing a podcast today, let us know your thoughts, let us know if you've got any questions or anything like that fun and frolics. Facebook has done an update, by the way, and on Facebook now, people who comment a lot can earn, like, rankings. Okay. Yeah, so they're like, this person's a top contributor and stuff like that, and I'm... I looked at it earlier on, I was thinking, wow, that's kind of cool. So the very first one on here that I've got is from Dina Sasa. Hi, Dina. Dina points out that uh, Zac Efron was at the game last night wearing a Tottenham shirt. Previously, he'd been at the Emirates wearing an Arsenal shirt. She just wanted to point out he's a, he's a bit of a git for that. Okay. They're a bit fickle, those Americans, aren't they? Yeah, bless them. <laughs> uh, then we have a comment from Matt Hope, who is a top contributor. Oh, Hi, Matt. Nice. The Ericsson situation looks like it may have a happy ending. Any insight into the Toby from your sources? Uh, would absolutely love having both of them available for us next season, although I suppose we'd need to get Toby's contract sorted as soon as possible if he's staying pre-summer. Um, the Ericsson thing's strange um, because there are about three or four people who I know have really good ties to the club, so when I see them all say the same thing, I tend to go with, yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, the, the Ericsson thing, all of them a long time ago, and I've said this on the podcast, anyone who listens every week will know it, they all went, yeah, done, it's done, you know, it's no worries, it's done, and then all of a sudden it became undone, because the reason why they all said it was done is because they all agreed everything, yeah, the money's great, yeah, this is all good, but then he just didn't sign it, mm. <laughs> and, and then time went on, and all of a sudden the club felt a bit edgy about it, there was some stuff hit the press, because obviously a few people leaked it to try and push matters one way or another, then everyone I remember Pochettino basically made this rambled remark about how he's like his favourite dog, and you just have to trust him that when you take him off the lead, he'll come back. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know where he was going with that analogy. I'm not sure Christian appreciated it. It's a bit of a Cantona uh, kind of... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, Christian curls up on his sofa tonight to lick his own balls, and we all know <laughs> where that analogy came from. But he... um, he, I don't know why I just said that. That's, that's just <laughs> the random crap that comes from my mind sometimes that I've just shared with hundreds of people. Whoops. Um, he... Yeah, so basically... It's a decision based not financially. The club agreed everything. He agreed everything. Saying, like you'd imagine, you're sitting down with someone who's just going, "Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait to sign that." But at the moment, I can't make my mind up. Yeah, I mean, it must just make Daniel Levy's teeth itch. You know, <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? I'm paying you all this money. <laughs> at the same time, whilst he hasn't signed it, you're still paying him the lower amount, Daniel. So look on the bright side. But it, it would appear it is one hundred percent a decision away from you know he loves being at the club he loves living in London him and his family need to decide if they fancy a move because in his mind is this contract he signs he wants to put down roots or put down I don't think if I sign this I'm going to be moving so yeah he needs to make a decision there's definite interest in him from Spain uh, interest in him from Germany interest in him uh, Paris Saint Germain as well so. He has options. He could move to Paris, move to Madrid, Barcelona, uh, move to Munich. Um, these are all options he has. The the thing we as a club, 
is we're all you know everyone's kind of trusting him. Pochettino said in his press conference last night, we trust him. I think what that basically means is there's probably going to be a when the season ends a discussion with him along the lines of look, we kind of need to know what you want to do because we can't have you going into your final year. Yeah. We sell you this summer, we'll get something. We can't let you leave for nothing. So I think massively how this season ends will possibly greatly dictate that. The Toby thing is a different situation because, of course, as Toby is... Anyone who watches him plays can tell he's perfectly happy in this team. Gets along great with the manager. Gets along great with the team. He seems to genuinely like the club, the fans. Um, His father, however, and Daniel Levy still have not sorted that out. And... This is just my personal opinion. I think ego's now getting in the way. Do you think? I, I, I think so, because I I can't believe in a million years that Toby, if offered the same money he could get elsewhere, would want to leave. Mm. Mm. I think if he was offered a deal for the next two years with an option for a third at the money that he's he would get if he left, he'd he'd sign it. So and and as a club, we're in a position we could do that. You know, the money's after is sort of about one sixty, one seventy. I'm sure there could be a compromise. The reason why there's not is because the club had everything agreed at like one twenty, one thirty. Everyone shook hands. The photographer was there to take the pictures, and then Toby's dad dragged him out because Liverpool signed Virgil Van Dyke, and the game changed, and the club have just not got over that being messed around feeling yeah this is why i said ego it's kind of like get over that (laughs) do what's best for the team i can't imagine mauricio saying actually i think we're a better team without him because i think anyone who watches football can see he's he's a great defender yeah and 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 like what you say he he doesn't seem to have a problem with the club i mean no the the, the goal i think this was it the sunny goal against man city is a picture of these veins are sticking out through his neck he's like i know frightening you know yeah (laughs) yeah big dude um yeah so it is different i mean i i find it difficult that because to me it's like a no-brainer the only thing i can think of is do you do you worry that if you kind of bend with that and you kind of give in to that do other players then think to themselves, well, when I want a pay rise, I just basically throw an absolute tantrum, refuse to sign anything, <laughs> refuse to move. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, know. there's an element of that, Sam, but uh, I think part, like Le- Levy is probably conscious of that, which is why he's probably, he's not yeah. uh, backing down. But, you know, if, if you're going to do that, then, oh, I, eventually, at some point, you'll, you'll get, you'll get the money you're after. But yeah. it's not been a, it's not been a, I wouldn't suggest it's been a pleasant experience for him because no. he, he spent most of the season last season dropped, didn't he? I know he's back in he the did. team now, so yeah. it's kind of you know it's a, it's a, it's affecting the here and now. So for the for the for the gain in the for, for that kind of what thirty grand a year, thirty grand yeah. a week more, well, was it, is it worth doing? And also, his he was offered this deal not last summer, the summer before, and or or the Christmas before. So he's basically had his last eighteen months at a. Uh, earning a third of what he would have been earning if he'd signed that yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly. So he's just biting off his mouth. No, he's spiking yeah. his face, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. There's ego on all sides, not yeah. just Daniel. Um, yeah. And I think for for him to stay, I think that needs to go. And unfortunately, 
I don't see it happening. I, I'd love him to stay. I just think that people dig their heels in and uh, and that's the end of it. Um, The next one is from Simon Whiteman, who again is marked as a top contributor. Do you think Pock should rotate the squad, rest key players, or just put out their strongest seed? Oh, okay. Well, that's basically something we've already discussed. Um, Hopefully we've already discussed and answered that, Simon. Thank you very much. Uh, Sese Ahmed says, thank you, Christian Eriksen. Yep, agreed. Uh, Michael Joseph says, how did you like Eric Dyer's reaction to Janssen coming on? Great support from the bench. <laughs> I didn't even know what happened, because I must have missed that. Right. So basically, Janssen's getting ready to come on. Um, the sub um, and the camera angle has got perfectly in shot. Eric Dyer basically wetted himself laughing and kind of very jovially, like, this is hilarious. Okay. Um. It had absolutely nothing to do with Vincent Janssen. I'm sure people must have worked this out. I'm sure people realised that this was just a camera angle. Dyer's talking to somebody else. (laughs) Dyer is clearly having a conversation and something has made him laugh. The camera angle, though, looks hilarious because it genuinely looks like, as Pochettino's putting his arm around Janssen, like, okay, you're going on. It looks like Dyer's just killing himself like, this is hilarious, (laughs) we're bringing him on. Um... Now, there's a load of like different versions of stuff like that, but someone said last night, in the programme and, and leading up to the game, there was interviews of Eric Dyer about how much he was looking forward to his first game at the new stadium. Yeah. And of course, when Janssen came on, that was our last sub. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so a lot of people are saying that's probably why he's wetting himself, because <laughs> he's just done this massive build-up. Like, oh, I can't wait, it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, I'll just sit here on the bench <laughs> and watch then. That's what happened, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I... I uh, Michael, I don't think looking at it and talking to the people who were there, I don't think it's related. But the camera angle did make it look very funny. <laughs> uh, Tux Chitty, and hopefully I've said that right, says is Christian Eriksen the best midfielder in the Premier League, um, and is there a more infectious player to watch than Son? Well, to answer that one, no. He, I watch him with a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, Christian Eriksen, the best midfielder. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, do you know what? I, I genuinely mean this. I I, I, like, I know we've been talking about his um, sort of per, poor performances recently. Yeah. I thought he had a poor game yesterday. I know he scored the goal, but he was so frustrating at times. He really was. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I saw someone send a message. I might have been on our page or something. They were like, oh, Ericsson man the match. I'm like, you're kidding. That like, My man the match was Danny Rose. Danny Rose was putting his body on the line for the... For the you know, oh. for the 90 minutes. And Ericsson, look, I know he, he scored, right, brilliant, he scored the goal and fantastic. And I don't want to be, neg- you know, I don't want to sound like a really negative thing to say, but I felt like he had a poor game. I felt like he was sort of misplacing passes and he's caught, he, 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 you know, he, he, his dead ball again was pretty poor. And hmm. yeah, I. I well, it, well it, what's funny about that, it's funny, I was having a conversation, you know, I know I've said to you before, Obviously, I'm a big Matt Stats fan, but I don't go into those, like, XRG stat. I don't go into that insanity of detail that a lot of people really like. Yeah. But I do follow a couple of Twitter accounts because I do, on occasion, find it really interesting to compare my perception with what the reality is. You know, mm. like, for example, I did it because of all the Harry Winks criticism. Oh, you only ever passed it backwards. I was like, do you know what? I don't see that, so I'm going to go and check the bloody stats where someone is literally clocked in a game he made 800 passes 40 of them were backwards you know (laughs) i'm like there you go shove that up your um, (laughs) arsenal so 
I I looked last night because someone had said Danny Rose is a black hole for possession. And I was like, I don't know what. I don't know what he means by that. He's having a great game. You yeah. know, like you. I'm like, he's been defending. Oh, he's having a great game. He's been like our out ball. Um, he lost through trying to cross it and it being intercepted and attempted passes. He had the worst ratio on the pitch. Really? Of anybody. Yeah. That's I mean, insane. like, literally, it was atrocious. Um, but one after I read that, this was at half time, and after I read that, I thought, oh, all right, I'll watch that in the second half then. It was bloody true. Yeah. Every time Danny got the ball, he lost it. No, and lost it, not like as in he was tackled, but he, he tried the cross, got nowhere, got blocked, got defended. So when the guy, when the guy described him as a black hole of possession, and then Ericsson, who, like you just quite rightly said, was giving the ball away a lot, he was constantly trying to thread the ball through two banks of like eight nine you know eight nine players as a wall yeah and was being intercepted but he had one of the best passing accuracies because of course a lot of the time he was just shifting it left right just trying to find a way through yeah sure but the perception for me was Danny Rose was phenomenal yeah that's what that's what I would absolutely brilliant one of the best players on the right he was crossing it he was defending but yeah every you know if you look at it from different points of view my point of view was he was really dynamic and aggressive but then if you look at what actually came of the possession, it was awful. It's insane, isn't it? So so you it's like a balancing act where my perception of his performance was great, but in reality all the things he did, although my you know, high energy and really determined, created nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you gotta go and look at that and go, Well, yeah, that's a good point because you can have a player run for ninety minutes, but if their end product is nothing, <laughs> then you've got to address that. It's yeah, I, I guess so. And yeah, I but mean, it's the, the, the stats it don't, kind the, of like the, yeah, they don't lie the stats, do they? Well, no, so you they're know. just especially not Matt's stats. <laughs> but but yeah, you, well, they're just cold facts, you know. And like because I, the black hole for possession, I was like, I don't get what you mean. And he's like, well, he keeps losing possession. I'm thinking, I've not seen him be tackled. I, I don't know. No, no, no. He, you know, he's crossing to nobody. His crossing ability is poor. And I'm thinking. Can you blame a player for whipping a ball in the box and a defender getting there? Mm. I suppose, you know, if you whip a cross into the box and a defender defends it, sometimes it can be the best cross in the world, but the defender does well. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, I can kind of... When I watched the second half with that in mind, I was thinking, actually, yeah, I can completely see the point now, which is, when he goes forward, unless he actually turns back and lays it back to somebody... When he tries to cross it or tries to beat someone, I mean, he hit that shot on his weaker foot, which was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, every every time he tried to cross it, got nowhere. <laughs> so, well, well, that shut me up. Yeah. Well, no, me, I was agreeing with you. I was like, yeah, Danny, Danny all day long. But yeah. it's just strange. But it just goes to prove something me and you have said countless times, which is me and you, or me, you, anybody could sit on the same sofa watching the same game of football on the same TV watching the exact same players and have completely different views of what's going on because Absolutely. everybody looks at it from different points of view. Absolutely, yeah. I watch Danny Rose beat two and whipping across and think, brilliant, well done, Danny. Someone else watches it and goes, oh, he beat two, but then the cross went nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. as well, you're, you're kind of, um, when when you get a player on the pitch like Danny Rose, who, all right, okay, so the stats are showing that he's, you know, he's misplacing passes and crosses yeah. and things. But when you see someone with it, who, put, who puts in the amount of effort he did, I mean, I, yeah. what, what what comes to mind for me is that um, that chance Brighton had in the first half, where yeah, he it was kind all of all the way back, and yeah. he just 
yeah, the the energy put in, you know, and that with that tackle, and I guess then you're you're emotionally kind of then, you know, you're, you're it then appeals he, to your emotions. He's having a great it? night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you're you're not thinking or looking at the actual cold hard facts and stats of it. But I guess. It, but it is is a perception thing massively. I mean, yeah. I've watched games where. Harry Harry Kane's had a really poor game. You know, his first touch let him down. His positioning's been poor, and then he barrels in two goals in the second half out of nothing. And you're like, Kane, man of the man, match, man of the what match, a yeah, legend! Yeah, yeah. But in reality, you know, for 60, 70 minutes, he's been poor. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. who gives a crap when he scores <laughs> exactly. two thunderbolts? Yeah, exactly. and, yeah, but that's life. Now, this next one, I want to put to you because. Um, you're definitely the better person to ask. So this is from Matthew Fleming again, top contributor. Hello, Matthew. It was my first game watching us live at the new stadium, and wow, what a place. However, I heard far too much abuse and not enough support when our players would try something to get through Brighton and lose the ball. There was also abuse when we played keep ball, so it was lose-lose for the players. Was this down to a bit of entitlement, frustration, or is there a change of culture? I, I I think a lot of it is. is Sorry, quite... mate. Just before you finish, Go someone on, else has added there was a lot of abuse hurled at Chris Hutton, a Spurs legend, as well, oh, simply for yeah, being I a don't... manager. That's... I, I th- is, I it, think... is it something you've seen? No, I, I think it's it's obviously quite anecdotal, isn't it? So you know, a lot of what people are saying is depend completely depend on where they're sitting, and yeah, you know, we're all human beings, aren't we? So you could you could you could be sitting behind three people, like two people who have just had an argument, and they're going to be negative. So. You know, you, you're gonna. I guess you're gonna get negative negativity. Probably what it comes down to in yesterday's game is frustration. Yeah, I think right. So that's because that's for me. I don't know if it was the same for you when I was watching it. I was getting ang- angry. Like that's my emotion. Mm. I think towards the end because we should be beating Brighton. We're not. We, yeah. You know, and I know the word entitlement was put in there. And I'm not saying we. we you know, I'm not saying that it's a given. And like you know put them on the pitch and let us get three points against them. I understand that they're entitled to win a draw game as much as we are, but you just, it was that kind of, look, this is such an important game. If we, if we draw this game, then them scumbags, you know, can, can, can overtake us tomorrow. And it all becomes really sort of tense, doesn't it? And and it's like, this is like when, before the game, I mean, you look at the four games before that game, so you've got Brighton, Everton, Bournemouth and West Ham, yeah. You look at them; they're all winnable games, aren't they? Yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we've time, got yeah. we've got none of the big the big ones left. They've all gone. So you look at them, thinking, right, we we need to win these games and cement our top four. And then because it was a really frustrating experience, it it probably you you, you kind of it, it that's how you when you're feeling frustrated, you kind of let it out some somehow. And sometimes it comes across as anger, doesn't it? I guess which is probably yeah. where it was coming from. I mean, I, I you know, I, I said about the, the last two games I watched at, at Wembley, the, the the Watford one and the Newcastle one. Yeah. Both them games, we 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 got the winner very late, and yeah. there was a lot of frustration in the stands there. You, you know, from where yeah, I was yeah. sitting, you, you're going to hear frustration. But uh, what I liked, and because and obviously I watched it on TV, I couldn't I couldn't make it to the game yesterday. What 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 I liked was that. Uh, even at the end, you could still hear the, the support from us, yeah, you know. So, yeah, which you weren't getting at Wembley. No, you wasn't. So, yeah. you know, I, I think in general, you, you know, you put fifty-eight thousand. Was it fifty-eight? You put fifty-eight thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you put fifty-eight thousand people in a stadium. You're not going to get all fifty-eight thousand just screaming, "Come on, we can do this!" You're going to get people yeah. that are naturally going to be 
very negative and frustrated. So, but I it's guess, not something you've experienced so far. No, I, I I haven't. But then then again, you know, mind you saying that. So the Palace game, I was at the Palace game, mm. and it didn't take. You know, that that first half was frustrating. Yeah. But I, I, from from memory, I just don't remember. I don't remember anyone around me, you know, no. abuse anyone. And as for the Chris Hewitt and stuff, I mean, if that's true, that's utter bullshit. That really is. I yeah. mean, that guy deserves nothing but respect from Spurs fans. Yeah. He dedicated twenty five years of his life to us. You know. Yeah. yeah. He, there's no. no, no he doesn't. No, like any anyone who, who who's scratching a shouting a piece at him is not not a Tottenham fan, as far as I'm concerned. Nah. No, agreed. All deserve yeah. a slap. Yeah, um, absolutely. The next one we have here, I'm going to put to you as well, because my opinion on this is kind of well known. <laughs> David Hunt, hello David, uh, says, Kieran Trippier, retain or sell? Your answer and mine comes down to whether this misery of a season is a one-off occurrence or not. If we do sell him, just please not to Man United, who is the replacement? There's a Norwich wonder kid called Max Ahrens who's been mentioned, but Norwich are going to be promoted, so they're not going to want to give him away. Your opinion on Kieran Trippier? Should he stay or should he go now? <laughs> well, Man United can have him. I don't care. I don't care no. who he goes to. Do you know what no, I mean? He's not no. like losing a massive, massive player. He's, no, he's a, listen. Right. He's, I, li- I like Trippier, but he, he's not. He, I don't think he's he, he's proved this season that he's not at the level we need for that position from right back. And so I agree. Yeah. I, now I I can say with a degree of. Well, I can say 100% because I know we have scouted the living hell out of Max Ahrens, <laughs> if that's how you say his name, by the way, <laughs> um, along with a few other players this season from the championship. He is one that we've watched nearly every game. Um, the fact Norwich are coming up would suggest that signing him would be difficult, but not impossible. Like the Sessignon example, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the Ryan Sessignon is another good example. Now, they're going back down, and the press are already just on a feeding frenzy of where he's going to go. Um, Ryan, the, uh, I, I believe we still hold interest in both Sessignon brothers, so we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, um, for me, I'm not going to talk about this too much, but, yeah, Trippier can go. Yeah, I agree. No, 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 no point going on. Now, the final comment is from a Daniel Beecroft. Um, you know, we were talking about everyone's got these tags on here now, like you know, top contributor and stuff. Yeah, what's his one? Waste of space. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's a bit unfair on the poor sod, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah, so that's a bit unfair on space, really. Uh, so Daniel Beecroft says, "Is there a much better feeling than a last-minute winner? You need to have a chat with your girlfriend, son, if you think that's." <laughs> Seriously, there are things she can do. No, <laughs> she's really nice, this girlfriend. Oh. I will shut up. She's lovely. Um, for anyone not knowing, Daniel Beecroft is one of the admins for Spurs News. So if he's done a, a couple problem, of podcasts, isn't he? As well, he has. Yeah. If you um, if you've got any problems with the page, you go onto this. You can find his personal Facebook page now, <laughs> and you can just straight up abuse him. Just carry on. Any complaints at all? That's the guy to go to. Um. <laughs> Uh, to be honest with you, mate, no, Dan. Uh, that last-minute winner feeling kind of... You could have the most frustrating 88 minutes of football in the world, like we did, but the release of that Ericsson goal going in just sends you away with a massive smile. It so does. It's wonderful. Um, Daniel goes on to say, Did last night show that we do need to make new signings? Bringing on Janssen really showed the desperation for quite a lot of it. Um, you know, we were playing long balls up to Lorente. This is the sort of game where someone like Zaha would make all the difference. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, mate. Uh, I think this summer, 
there are certain things that just have to be addressed and I'm I'm fairly confident that Matt would be willing to have a tattoo on his ball bag if if um... I just I just genu- <laughs> I genuinely think this it, look look I, I'm not going to go down that road again but no, I would be so surprised if if we don't make a few signings I, I just get the feeling that and I, and again I know I've t- I mentioned this before but yeah. I just feel like this 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 summer is where we can like you know if we qualify for the Champions League again if we make the final you know I'm not even going to talk yeah, about winning it no, but no, 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 no. but the, but then you know this is what this is what we could have you know this is where we can be and and, and they're strengthen you know because there is there is the positions where we where we can strengthen you know we, yeah, we, we've is. got we've got a, like our first eleven if our first eleven are fit we've probably got one of the best first 11s in the league if yeah. you know if not the best. But yeah, I mean, like you say, like 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 Dan said as well, you know, bringing on Jensen, a guy that's been in the wilderness for however how long, you a know, long time, and it's like yeah. we're having to resort to him, to, you know, to bring on. Then yeah, it just shows you that we 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 are thin on the ground. And I know we've got injuries, but you know, you, that's why you've got a big squad because you need to, you know, you ha- you yeah. ha- you have that big squad for injuries. So yeah. You know, we we look at that. We look at that that time Leicester won the the league, and they must have had that first eleven for probably ninety nine percent of the, the, the yeah, campaign. They did, yeah. And that was a bizarre, freakish one off. You know, it really was. Well, yeah, I mean, they had no other competitions. Yeah. You know, they bombed out of the cups fairly early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. they had no Europe, so they just managed to manage that squad and through sheer luck you know they kept Vardy fit they kept their defenders fit Hoof and Morgan I think they can say as well didn't they yeah, yeah can say yeah yeah Mr. Intercept everything so yeah they, <laughs> yeah that was just a real freak season mm. but um, yeah man I think that's pretty much everything uh, we've covered off every West Ham game when we talk next week our next podcast we're going to be talking following games against West Ham and Ajax in the Champions League semi-final. Just just to repeat, we will be talking after the Champions League semi-final first leg. I hope, hope with everything I have, that our next podcast is going to be me and you just waxing lyrical oh, again please. about that game. Oh, God, please. Um, please, please, please. Um, <laughs> we're going to finish on one final thing, because it's going to make everyone kind of go, oh, bloody hell, Harry. Harry Kane is trying to come back before the end of the season. Oh, you're kidding. I'm not. You can't stop that Um, boy, can you? No, it's been... The club won't... Have you noticed the club have not ruled him out for the season? No. The club are saying he's been assessed day by day. The club aren't giving any return dates, nothing. And the reason for that is because he had his moon boot off within a couple of days went and did one of these bloody cryo chamber things <laughs> and is now every single day trying to do rehab for every minute he's allowed to try and come back. Harry Please have <laughs> please a break. Just just <laughs> dude have a holiday. I mean <laughs> you got a young family. Don't get me wrong love you but I want you for the next so many years at this club scoring 20 plus goals every season in the league in 30 40 overall don't you know this is a bad season with injuries you had the world cup let's just have a nice summer off um yeah I can't I can't get my head around the kid he's a machine but I just want him to be healthy you know above everything else but in his mind he's thinking 
I can make that Champions League second. Yeah, leg. that's what he's thinking. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's got like, and that's, this is what's made him such a great player. The fact he's yeah. got this drive and it's just he's just it's relentless, isn't it? And it's it brilliant because like yeah. like we 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 love you know he's a, he's a best best player we've got the world class striker. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I just although it would be fantastic to see him playing, he just needs a rest, doesn't he? He just needs a rest because he's gonna he will just... end up doing some serious damage, and that'll be that'll be his lot, won't it? Yeah, you do just desperately want him to be okay. <laughs> you know, mm. above above everything else, just desperately, desperately want him to be okay. Because, yeah. yeah, awful. Um, awful if his career is curtailed by injuries. It yeah, would sure. not be fair at all. No. Um, just one last thing then. I see this come up quite a lot, and I'm going to put it to you because I think it would be a real simple answer. Um, we're a better team without Harry Kane. I don't think we are. No. <laughs> no. We, sh- we should cash in on him because of his injuries. No, no it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I feel there like are, I'm having there that. Are, there are reason. genuinely people having that debate. And just I'm why? just looking at them thinking, God, no. you would never have survived Chris Armstrong <laughs> up front. Yeah. It all, go, it all goes same. It's just, it's just this short-term thinking. Yeah. And I know I talk about it all the time, but people just make their opinions and judgments on yeah. a game. They watch yeah. a game and they'll be like, right, that's it then. Don't need Harry Kane anymore. It's like, no, just stop yeah. thinking so short term all mad. the time. It's <laughs> mad. It's it's like Barcelona win games without Messi, so they yeah. should sell him. I know. It's, that's, it's, it's the same logic though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Really though? I mean, Real Madrid oh. haven't done so well since they got rid of Ronaldo. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, that's it, my friend. That's us for this week. A massive thank you to everybody for listening. The last two weeks have been record numbers for us, so we really appreciate it. Hopefully, you will stick around. Hopefully, the next time you hear from us, we'll be jubilant and just waxing lyrical about a fantastic night against Ajax. Uh, I'll be speaking to you next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.